0: On today's episode, we have another edition of Keep It, Fix It, or Burn It. And this time, we are talking about Smuggler's Run in Galaxy's Edge. This is episode 127 of the BizDooth Podcast. and welcome to the show my name is jared lee and i'm joined as usual by my trusty co-host mr jeremy falcon stein which i feel like you should probably work on getting that as your actual middle name because that sounds pretty pretty cool
1: i will i like that a lot <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be such a cool one i'm sure yeah, i'm that surprised i came from club 32 but yeah. yeah yeah
0: i feel like I, if my middle name was falcon i would insist people call me falcon yes i would just be like oh for like, sure your, yeah like they're in school they're like you know they call the middle and or the last name and the first name, and I'd just be like, uh, it's Falcon. <laughs> Falcon is here, and they're like, okay,
1: fine. Well, they always, they, they, I remember they would do that all the time in school. They'd say, like, what's your name, and do you have a nickname you want to be called by? Like, I wish I would have just been the type know, to have been I like, you know what, Falcon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would like to be I would have
0: gone back to, like, kindergarten and been like, I'm going go cool to go with I'm that. Like, if you could go back and figure out, like, a good one, that yeah. would be good. Like, like Falcon would be solid. Yeah. Or, uh man i'm trying to think so, yeah this like, is a just good like, one boss. that sticks with you
1: yeah like i go by boss my name's jeremy i go by boss and you're in like kindergarten that'd be pretty cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> who are the guys that call people like I, there's some clients i'll have where they'll call you boss yeah but i don't it's not calling you the boss no no i don't understand how that became a thing yeah i don't either they're like cool okay but bo- yeah got got a boss got a boss yep. and you're like I don't understand. Like I get. Like it's not like. Yeah, I, I'm always very confused by because I don't really know exactly. Like I know it's a friendly thing, right? Exactly like, but I don't know really how that started.
1: Yeah, it's not that you're the boss. You're a boss, but I don't know what you're a boss of. Just being cool. Yeah, it's just
0: yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's very strange. I'm I don't know. I have, I have one client particular that does it all the time like that. I'm always just like, oh, okay. I give it like, like Chappelle when he's talking about He yeah. just makes up the phrases. Like, oh, okay, Dave. Da. <laughs> <laughs> zip it up and zip it out. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zippity-doo-dah. All uh, Oh, All right, Dave. All right. All right. Dave. All's, all, it's all t- uh, t- I love that one. That's basically me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to start using uh, it. I'm going to call you boss from
0: now on. Well, I'll call you Falcon. Is Falconeer a good one? Falcon. I don't know. I, I like falcon
1: either.
0: better. I think it's easier. It's simple, and it's also a pretty pretty sweet bird. I, th- I would say eagle, but I don't think eagle is like a as good as falcon. No, it doesn't eagle sound doesn't as cool. Yeah. Hawk. Like, if you're, hawk is I good. Like hawk. That is true. Hawk is not a bad one. Yeah, maybe birds. It's birds of prey yes. is what you want. Yes. Yeah. Not seagull. Seagull no. would not be so no. great unless like, you're. What Steven. do you go? Oh. <laughs> Jared. Jared uh, you can call me seagull. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. That's not as cool as Hawk, but <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll go with Seagull. like, uh, appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'll go by Dove.
0: Well, <laughs> you would be a peaceful man. If that yeah, was that's the case. true. Maybe that's what I'll go like, by. He's always one with everything. I He's a Dove. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, So we were, uh, this episode's a bit late. Um, we've had, uh, I can't believe it's already Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday, so normally we do the live streams on Tuesdays. <laughs> Jeremy is now also an educator, yes. uh, in case you're wondering. He didn't really have a career change. It was more thrust upon him. Uh, but now he is also, uh, educating, um, children's minds. Yes. So that's either good or bad. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. We, I guess we'll, I guess we'll know in like 10 years. Yeah. Well, I sat down You're to like- do
1: some math with Lacey <laughs> and I'm just like looking at her and she's, you know, we're just kind of going through the course and online and trying to learn it together. And I don't know, it's rounding numbers or something. And she, she's got four answers and she's like, is this it? And I'm like, N- no, no, I don't think that's the right one. And like, she explains it to me and I'm like, Oh, that is right. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> so at least it's one of those conversations, like
0: something happens like one of the kids, like w- what happened? <laughs> like I think it was that year where I taught. yeah I, I, I think I just I don't even know yeah it's kind well, of that's a nice part you. with with <laughs> us is, um' you know, we ever in that situation, Jamie is smart, very smart, especially book smart. And she used to be a teacher, so I can yeah. easily just put that on James. Like when it's got math, because I know when there's math involved, like I'm not, I'm not the person you want to talk to. I'm, I'm just, I know, I know my strengths and be like, um, just go ask your mother; she'll, she'll know. I, Daddy, Daddy is busy, or Daddy doesn't know. But yeah, I'm not <laughs> even gonna try math. Like I just, never was my strong suit. I don't even try. Like I'm one kind of those people. Like I think you're. I don't know if it's Gary Vee or other people talked about, it, but it's like you've got strong suits and you got things you're weak on. Yeah, you can only make your weak stuff so good it's like being like a Madden player if like your speed 60 you're never going to get it to 90 right you might be able to get your speed to 70 but if you're already at like 80 or 90 on something you could potentially get that to 100 so for me math is like 50 yeah i'm like listen this is never going to be my strong suit i might as well concentrate on this other stuff and then i'll offshoot the math to other places because that's that's not going to be where i'm the most efficient
1: so. yeah but at least she's she's still in kind of the math area that i think like is one that you'll have the knowledge of for the rest of your life like, there are certain, right. you know, there's certain things. But, like, Kalen's getting into stuff. You're like, dude, you're never going to use this again. Like, so I it know. makes me mad, and I don't want to learn it, especially their yeah. new way of learning it. Um, yeah. So. That was
0: my thing. I knew as a kid I would never use this stuff in the future. So I can mm-hmm. only, as an adult, I'm just going to be like, this is completely pointless. You don't need to know this. Yeah. So. I
1: mean, when so. I'm behind her with my iPhone calculator, like, going, <laughs> well, let me see if that is right. Is it? Then what What good is it doing? So.
0: Yeah. Well, Jamie's big on like, she's very good at doing, like she has a photographic memory yeah. and she can do stuff in her, like calculations in her head, like mental math. I never could do it. And I don't even try. Like I'm this one that's like, listen, that's not my strong suit. I'm not going to waste the brain power to do this. So she'll sit there and we'll be talking. She's like, well, how, what is, you know, whatever divided by whatever. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to even try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just tell me. Because I, if, if I pull my phone out, I'll do it. But I'm not even going to try and do the mental gymnastics to get there because it's not going to, you know, it's not gonna work for me.
1: Yeah. So. I have a hard enough time. Like if you tell me right now, all right, today's what? September second and it's Wednesday. If you're like, what day is next Tuesday, like I have a hard enough time doing that in my head. I'm like, all right, let me think. Thursday would be the oh, third, I know. Five, oh man, this is too difficult. Let me look at a mm-hmm.
0: calendar. Yeah. Yeah. The, well this episode is brought to you by Jared and Jeremy's inability to do math. Mm-hmm. Uh that's we're not we're just not gonna do it. I'm I'm protesting against math. But at I'm least just, we like, know listen, it. We admit. That's the thing, I yeah. I mean, I I will fully recognize like, you know, things I'm I'm good at or strong at. I'll be like, yes, I can do those things. And things I'm not, I'm like, nope, not my thing. That's one reason I never I never liked soccer. I respect soccer, but I didn't like a sport in which I could not use my hands. And mm-hmm. every time I tried to play it, I constantly was using my hands. I'm like, okay, I just I'm not even gonna do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, yeah, wasn't my thing. But uh, yeah, so we are uh, gonna talk about. Well, we're going to talk about Smuggler's Run because it is the one year or close to one year anniversary of Galaxy's Edge, which we were there for Man. the opening of last year. Uh woke up at 2:30 in the morning to do that. Uh and rode I don't would you say we were one of the first 100 people to ride Smuggler's Run? It's very
1: possible. I mean, we were we were on and off within like the first 30 minutes that they started boarding.
0: Yeah, cuz so, we were yeah. one of the very I mean, we were up there close, so we were one of the very first people that wrote it officially upon opening Yeah, I, I would say for sure one of the first 500 people. Yes. So that, that part is kind of yes. cool. So, I'm still waiting um, on my
1: plaque. I don't know where it is, but I figured we would get one.
0: To assume, I'm going to assume it was – well, here's what I'm going to assume. It's much like the CIA. They bring you into a room. They go, mm-hmm. here's your plaque. You can never have this or show it to anybody, but it exists. And then you leave and go – well, I have a plaque, but nobody knows about. Yeah. It. Like, I feel like maybe that's the thing. Like, we've got Regal Eagle. Mm-hmm. We've got certain things that maybe one yeah. day Disney will like. I feel like when Josh is in charge, he'll be like, "Hey Who? guys, just want to show you. He'll we do recognize. recognize what you guys have done. We're like, oh cool, when are you going to put this up? Never. You you can know about it, but that's it. Yeah. Like,
1: Twelve what? ounce which is, beers at Food and Wine Festival.
0: Just saying. Yeah. I Feel like which is even more torture if that were to be the case. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I can't tell anybody. Can't and tell. I have no proof. <laughs> It's not like a nut job if you're just out there saying it's true. Right, whatever. right. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, so yeah, so we've got some, we've had some thoughts ever since Smuggler's Run has opened. And and I think um, those hold true even more now, I think. as Because that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, ri- go in writing it more and more to make sure you see how it goes. So um, we, we have some thoughts on that. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, we just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the uh, Capture Magic Network, we have the Capture the Magic podcast with myself, and my lovely wife Jamie, every Thursday. Uh, we have Jeremy and Rhonda have Main Street Magic every Tuesday. Jamie's got Trip Tales once a month. Uh, there's a new one coming out, I believe, this coming week. If you're in Club 32, you can already access that episode. Uh, so it's a there's a podcast feed for Club 32. There, you can check that out. Uh, And then, of course, if you want to join Club 32, you can uh, be part of the Diz live streams like this one, Uh, and also the extra content. We've got Cool Kid's Kitchen. Uh, I just put a cigar lounge up from a couple weeks ago that's on the podcast feed as well. Uh, We did some extra, like Jeremy had his brother on to do another um, follow-up episode with him. We've got in-park live streams. Uh, We're going to do, I think Jeremy's going to come over and do a live stream of the new Avengers game whenever it, it should be here actually Friday, because Jamie pre-ordered it, and then she was like, oh, yeah, it's going to ship to your mom's house. I'm like, that doesn't help me (laughs) because she lives in Missouri. (laughs) Um, So it should be here Friday. So hopefully that will be the case. (laughs) So we'll check that out. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to do that, plus you get uh, apparel discounts and all kinds of stuff like that, uh, go to ctmvip.com. And, of course, our awesome travel agency sponsor, Zippity Doodah Travel. Jeremy, would you like to tell them about our awesome sponsor, and what they do.
1: Yeah, so they're our, our trusted source for your next uh, Disney or Universal vacation. Uh, you can go to travelwithzip.com. You can fill out a form uh, on that page. There's also going to be any deals that are currently happening. Of course, Disney just released a bunch of deals for the fall, um, so you can check that out. They'll have a agent contact you. Uh, recently have used one of their agents, and they're very – Uh, detailed and thorough and will give you lots of options. Uh, They've got an awesome online portal that you can set up, make payments, view your upcoming trips. They're going to help you plan your trip, answer questions, uh, basically everything you need. So you get your own personal travel agent and it costs you nothing extra at all. Uh, So again, go to travelwithzip.com and check them out because they are awesome.
0: Indeed. And agreed. Very much indeed. So All right. Uh, Well, normally, if you're new to the show, Keep It, Fix It, or Burn It is where we discuss a attraction, land, resort, anything really. And we talk about basically would we want to keep it as it is, would we want to fix it, uh, update it, whatever, or we want to burn it to the ground and start anew, uh, basically how that goes. Uh, so, that's what we're going to talk about today with Smuggler's Run. So, obviously, Smuggler's Run, we we normally do a backstory. There's not really much backstory here because it's brand new. So, it's obviously based off of Star Wars. Uh, it is the Millennium Falcon attraction where you get to be in the Millennium Falcon. You get to pilot it. Uh, it's part of Galaxy's Edge, which is just now over a year old. So, they had a birthday party, I think, and they got to eat some messy cake, all that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, that's basically the history of it. If you've ever seen Star Wars, then you'll know. If you haven't seen Star Wars, then, um... You should probably go watch Star Wars. <laughs> yes. And then you'll be like, oh, that all makes no, sense. So that, I, if you haven't seen Star Wars, I'm not going to really start now. Right. It, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, you're going to miss out on all of cool stuff. So, um, All right. So Smuggler's Run. This is an interesting ride because it's one, and we've talked about it just even in private, about how, in theory, the way that this ride operates sounds fantastic. Like, you get to pilot or be part of an active crew on the Millennium Falcon. So, as a kid, if you would have heard this, you'd be like, yes, this sounds like I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. And being in it, you're like, there's parts where you're in the Millennium Falcon. that looks just like from the movie. So, it's like from that point perspective, you're like, okay, this is awesome. So, um, given all of that, what are your thoughts and what would you do? Would you keep Millennium Falcon as it is? Would you be like, let's change it up a bit? Or would you be like, okay, we need to burn this thing to the ground and do something completely different um, and, and where it currently stands?
1: Um, I mean, I know we've, I think we have pretty much the same kind of opinion that, you know, I, I'd ridden Mission Space so many times and always thought, how cool would it be if you pressing these buttons or not pressing them actually affected the ride? Then they came along and they did that with Smuggler's Run, and it's like, oh, shoot, you missed the mark <laughs> because it can. Yeah. It You know, and this would be one thing if it was just not that weights are are, are horrendous for it. And then they had introduced fast pass before covid came. And even now it's not a long, long wait to ride it. But still, your whole ride is determined by everyone else in your ship. Um, Now, with with covid, you're going to know all those people. But pre-COVID, you could get stuck with people you didn't know who decided not to participate, who were awful pilots and you were an engineer. And I mean, it could make the ride downright bad. I mean, there's times I don't get motion sick. I remember one time doing it and I got off and was like, "Ooh, like I couldn't ride that again right now if you paid me because it was that rough. Um, But even beside that, the whole point of Galaxy's Edge and Batuu was to live within the Star Wars universe without living during a time period. And I think that's where this ride really fails is they gave us this kind of new story with Hondo that they wanted to separate slightly from the movies and the TV shows. But then you go over to Rise of the Resistance and we got Kylo. And it's almost like we're at a just pre, you know, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker phase. Like, it's very disjointed in the way that they did it. And I think for a lot of people... I would actually prefer some familiar faces as just a general Star Wars movie fan. You know, I don't watch the cartoons. Um, I haven't gotten into any of those. I understand that people that watch that are probably glad to see Hondo and things, but for a kind of average fan who really enjoys the movies, I think it's just a disconnect. Like, it, it doesn't... That's what Wizarding World does so well is it lives inside of the actual movies where Galaxy's Edge decided, let's create our own almost new space you know what i mean and and yeah i think that's kind of where it fails the most so there's a disconnect there then you get onto the ride and if everybody doesn't want to participate your ride could really stink if you've got two six-year-olds piloting it's not going to be fun um you know we, we've talked about there needs to be an either an override system or there needs to be a yeah i don't want to participate button and, and i think that would change it so I, I think it can easily be fixed because everything else about it is cool i mean you are flying the millennium falcon like, who doesn't yeah. want to do that? But I just think those two parts for me need a little bit of fixing.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, this is one where it's just you hear, you see the concept of that, and you're just like, that's awesome. Like, yes. And then the execution of it, like you said, you get in there with, and I remember. Uh, one of the times where it was like me and Nate and I believe uh one of the listeners Dan was there and we had gotten a group and one of us was a pilot and all of a sudden someone switched out and all of a sudden eight year old kid was in the thing and he was a <laughs> pilot and I was like, oh no, and it was just wrecking everything so it's like that's just the thing it's so dependent upon who's riding in there with you where I think. And again, like, if you've waited a long time for this, which right now you're not going to, and right now it's not bad because you can go ride by yourself yeah. and you're just one pilot and everything else is on autopilot, yes. which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. But I I think it would be, I, I think it'd be better execution if you had, if you could participate, but the piloting wasn't directly on two people. Yeah. I think that would be nice. If it's like, okay, we're going to go to light speed. You pull the light speed. Hey, I need you to push this button, push this button. I need you to do, and like, I do like that thing, like you were talking about, mission space, it doesn't matter what you do, whereas this, it matters, so you could still have that, but it doesn't have to be so immersive, because it's like being the engineers, is it doesn't, like, you're not doing anything, really, right. and the gunners are kind of, but not really, so being the pilots are the main things that people want, but those are obviously going to go, like, you know, I can't fault a little kid for wanting to be a pilot. Like, oh, yeah. I would yeah. as also, but when you're an adult, you're just like, okay, my entire ride is now being ruined by an 8-year-old, and it's not like I have anything against 8-year-olds, but it's not my 8-year-old. Right. So I, I don't really have a vested interest to, like, I'm not willing to sacrifice my ride experience for someone else's kid, necessarily. Right. And I think a lot of people fall into that. So I kind of fall, and I agree with you some point on, the little bit of disjointedness of where it's at, like how they set it up. I would have much rather it took in place in the, like obviously Star Wars is best known for episodes three through six. Yeah. And just base it in there. Um, I I think, I mean, without basically look at Star Wars, without episodes three through six, you wouldn't have anything else. And, And obviously they set it up because they wanted to use future movies and things like that. But I would have much rather seen like a Luke and, Han and people like that walking around doing stuff interacting in that way a Vader like the fact that you have Galaxy's Edge, you can't have a Vader I know like Darth Vader is the best villain ever and you can't have a Darth Vader walking around like it's such a like I know he's over in docking Bay but that's not gonna be around that much longer and how are they gonna they can't really bring Darth Vader into galaxy's edge because he's already in that time period he doesn't exist
1: yeah not with the Kylo
0: yeah and and so it just that to me is one of the things i'm like man like there's like some of the coolest games out now are parts where like you fight vader and all this it's yeah i think it's such a missed opportunity with with just such a iconic character that you're never going to be able to recreate you're never going to be able to make they tried to make kylo a new vader and they just did never never even got close to that yeah so i i think that's a big missed opportunity to have that as part of it but um Yeah, I feel like the ride, like, and and the part that's even more fun is at the very end when Chewie takes over and flying you, you're like, whoa, okay, this is is how it should be. Yeah, Yeah. that's how the whole thing should be. And then I think it would just be much more enjoyable. The queue is still really awesome to walk through the entire queue, to be in the Millennium Falcon. So a lot of the aspects of this ride are you are in the thing in which you've seen in the movies. And really piloting it is almost sort of like a, it could be a cherry on top, but it kind of is, like to me, the cooler part is walking in there and like the hallways and stuff like that look like from the movies and, and the pictures you can take and stuff like that. Like being in the cockpit is cool, but the actual flying part of it, it almost takes you out of it because it's kind of, the controls are kind of frustrating too. Mm -hmm. They're not like smooth. Like, it's not like you get in there and it's like, Oh, this is a lot of fun. You're just like, I can't go where I want to go. It's too sensitive or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like just fixing that to where you're participating, but not to the level in which you currently are. Yeah. I think it would make this much more enjoyable. I think people would be – I think, too, is this, right. People tend to get really tense because they're like, who's going to be pilot? I want to be right. pilot. I to. <laughs> right. Like, it's just – you take that aspect of it and just enjoy the attraction and not having to worry about, oh, I don't want to be a gunner. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. And just let people almost relax a little bit yeah. and enjoy it.
1: Yeah. No, and, and, you know, as much as going in and not being a pilot, also being a pilot is extremely stressful because – yeah. I don't want to ruin the ride for the guy two seats behind me that I don't know. And right. I've told you so much. All right, give me, an, give me a, a, a video game with the two analog controllers, and I'm a mess. And those are both my thumbs controlling. Now you expect two completely separate human beings, one to control up and down and one to control left and right. I can't even do it on my own. So yeah. I think I actually like that idea of maybe you just take the steering portion out. You know, yeah. like because, th- I mean, look what they did with Star Tours. It works very well that C-3PO is the pilot and he steers the ship. But it'd be pretty cool if on Star Tours you had your own little, you know, gunner station or whatever at your seat. So maybe it has something more like that where, yeah, piloting is kind of on autopilot and they work in where Chewie's the pilot. But you're kind of like his co-pilot helping him out. So you're going to pull for light speed. You're going to, you know, hit some buttons to start the engines. You're going to, you know, there's a thruster, things like that. Um, You could almost still have gunners and engineers. You know, um, but maybe feel especially like the engineers have more of a role than just mashing buttons to fix the ship. Uh, Maybe something there would be cool. And then the other the one other thing I forgot to mention earlier is can we get some different scenes? Like what an opportunity because the rewritability is starting to go away. I mean, the only rewritability part about it is that it is a different ride every time because you don't know whether you're crashing into the left or you don't know if you're crashing into the right. So it's technically a different ride, but there's yeah. got to be we got to implement different
0: missions. Well, and that's like where missing the Vader aspect of it would be yeah. so cool. You have a mission where you're flying in, you know, doing stuff, and then you got Vader in there, and they're like to a starship. Like, there's so many cool things that could be yeah. done with this. Like, that's why I feel like even on that level, if you're fully pilot, the lack of scenes is so baffling because you're mm-hmm. just like, it would be so cool if like okay, this mission we're flying into. Um, a start, you know wh- whatever a, a big giant uh, a, you know a, a first order hangar and blah 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 that would be awesome and yeah. you fly through like there were parts even in the newer movies where you're flying in these tight spaces to like shoot stuff and come out and there's none of that it's just about getting these things for Hondo and I, I feel like yeah I mean having I don't know I feel like all the ideas they could have done with this they limited themselves so much with just this whole Hondo angle and being a smuggler Yep. And it's like, when you think of the Millennium Falcon, you don't really think of it being a smuggling vessel to begin with. You kind of think of it as like uh, this ship that's been involved in all these cool missions and all this cool stuff, the Rebellion. So even bringing it just into this thing with Hondo is odd to mm-hmm. me because Hondo is not a known entity as well as like, obviously Chewie and Han right. who pilot the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, so it, even that choice is just a little strange. Um, I mean, I knew of Hondo, but I didn't know a ton of Hondo, and I can't say I was excited when I saw Hondo. I'm like, okay, it's Hondo, like, I guess. Like, even Lando Calrissian. Like, there's so many things you could do, and they almost chose just the most, like, generic um, vanilla method in which doing it, and I find that to be a little odd because all the work that went into this, I mean, you could still do stuff like that, but it's just so... I don't know. I I think... It's still cool. It's just a bit underwhelming considering the potential is, is what gets me. Like, all the different things you could do, the vast stories you've got Star Wars, all the storylines you could do, you kind of chose the one where it was like, eh. Yeah. And that's even outside just being a pilot. That's just right. the story in which it's going on in this ride is just a bit, I don't know. Like, there's nothing Jedi about it. And that's right. the thing. It's like Star Wars, you think of Jedi. um, And it's just, yeah, there's not even that. I mean, you could say the same thing about Rise of the Resistance. That's not necessarily even Jedi. Yeah. So the, that's the lack of, I think, in Galaxy's Edge is that whole missing element of, like, light side versus dark side, necessarily, or, like, Jedi versus Sith, like which is the coolest part about Star mm-hmm. Wars. It's kind of absent in all this.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, Galaxy's Edge, the greatest strength is its greatest weakness. And its greatest strength was creating a new a story in a land that was so detailed but not in a familiar way. Yeah. Because the land was 100% built I think for the die hard fan. And what you know what's so great about Star Tours? You fly through scenes and you're like, I remember that scene. I remember yeah. Hoth. I remember Crate. You know, like you remember this I I know Darth Vader, I know Kylo. Oh my god, there's a Leia. You know, transmission, this is amazing. This is familiar to the regular Star Wars fan. And I think that's almost where it misses. I would love, yeah, to be on Millennium Falcon. I mean, you know, heck, in Star Tours, you follow the Millennium Falcon at one point. Well, what if now we were on that same Millennium Falcon, you know? And it's just, and again, you could bring in, even if you weren't going to go back to Han and and Chewie and Luke, you could have Poe and Ray and, you know, Finn. Right. Like, I just I think they tried to steer so clear of what Wizarding World did, and I think it ends up being a weakness, especially on this ride. I do think it works in the rest of the land. I mean, you know, Ogus has a very familiar feel from the Star Wars movies. You know, Rise at least incorporates lots of things that you, even though they're not specific scenes from the movies, you recognize them. And right. that just misses here. I mean, I think of The Void, um, that Vader scene at the end of The Void, Where you're shooting at him, and he's got the lightsaber, and he's blocking all your lasers. Like, man, imagine if something like that happened within Smuggler's Run. You would lose your freaking mind. Um, I know. I do agree. There is almost nothing cooler in all of Galaxy's Edge than boarding the Millennium Falcon. I mean, when you walk down that hall and the door slides open, that is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. But I wish the ride just kind of lived up to everything before you get to it is all.
0: Yeah, I and that's the thing is there's so many. It's not like we hate this attraction. I mean, there's some people that come out there and say they actually hate it. I don't hate it. No, no. It's just, it's like going to a really cool restaurant and you're like, I'm so excited for this, and then it's like known for steak and it's like, uh, here's the chicken and you're like, right, okay, like it's like I like chicken, I like steak better. Yeah. But it's it's like there's so many options you could choose from to do this and you kinda gave me the most bland, like it's still good for what it is, but it's not like the filet mignon I could have right. or like some sort of like better cut. So I kinda feel like it's just sort of they played a bit they probably played a bit to the middle, would mm-hmm. be my guess on this. And I kind of feel like anytime you play to the middle, you're it's I, I don't know you leave a lot of stuff on the table I would yeah. much rather go for a big swing and maybe miss versus like just kind of like Play well let's safe. try and hit all our base yeah because then you're playing it safe and then you're just, usually it's like you're just not going to please everybody right so it's like you know I feel like Harry Potter stuff took a bit like Forbidden Journey took a big swing yeah did a really good job Green Gringotts like I, I feel like all this stuff was like a big swing because they, they're putting you in a specific time period in that franchise and granted Harry Potter's have more tied to like when they were kids. Mm-hmm. But it works really, and that's a proven factor. It does work. You can tie an entire land to a time period. Oh, yeah. Especially especially any franchise would be Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is still popular, and it came out in the 70s. Right, right. And that was the most popular movies are the first three that came out. So yeah. if you want a proof of concept that that could work, first you have Harry Potter, and then second, you have the franchise what which you're building the land on. It's been around this long because yeah. of it. So yeah. just go that route, and then, you you know, I, I, th- I, I don't know. To me, I feel like, again, I love the fact that we have Galaxy's Edge. I think it's great. I love Star Wars. But I just feel like there's so much more cool stuff. That you do. And potentially, they could still do, sure. but they could have done. Um, yeah. So it's, it's sort of like that thing of that once, and that was the thing once we wrote it a few times. I was like, this is really cool. But then I started feeling like, I'm not enjoying this as much as I kind of thought I was going to. Right, right. Like, when you first hear about it, you're like, man, this is going to be awesome. And, and the more awesome part, like we said, is kind of just being in it yeah. and seeing it outside and all the other stuff. Like, that part, to me, is if you're a Star Wars fan or nerd or geek or whatever, that part of it is the coolest part. And piloting it will be the thing you're like, well, oh, okay, that was fine. But right. it was really cool seeing it outside and going inside and, and walking the the hallways of the Millennium Falcon. Like that's the part that you'll just be like, this is really, really cool.
1: Yeah. So. No, your, your analogy actually is funny because that was my Tiffin's experience. Like we finally went to Tiffin's, uh, you know, we got the shrimp and grits because we had been eating shrimp and grits on property recently. And we were like, you know what? Let's just try it. The shrimp and grits were amazing. It's not what we should have ordered at Tiffin's. Right. Nothing against the shrimp and grits. But it's not what we should have ordered at Tiffin's. And same thing, I think, there. You know, you kind of go in with this expectation and you're like, this is still an amazing ride. It just didn't quite hit the mark that I thought it would based on what I thought it would be. Um, yeah. I mean, the only thing that worked out really well is they put this out before Rise of the Resistance. And I know we've said that a million times. I mean, if Rise had been the one to open on opening day and this came along, you know, six months later, or three months later, you would have been like, oh, whoa, what happened? Um, so at least they got that part, right. It's kind of, and it's that comparison too, with like, you know, talk about flight of passage and Navi. Now, of course I'm not going to compare smugglers run to Navi. Like there certainly is a much smaller gap between smugglers and rise than there is between Navi and and flight of passage. But it's that same thing. Like if you go to Pandora, do Navi first, if you can, if you've never done one of those rides, then do flight of passage. And I think you'd recommend the same thing here. Make sure you do smugglers run before you do rise. If you've never done either of them. Otherwise, it's just, like, you'll enjoy Smugglers a lot better if you haven't done Rise yet. And you'll appreciate yeah. Rise a lot more if you've already done Smugglers, I think. so.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. It like, it's not the, the discrepancy as you've got in Pandora, but yeah. there is a bit of one where it's... I mean, Rise is just... It's so insanely imaginative. That's the yeah. thing, too. Rise is, is... And there's some stuff with Rise. I was like, I would like to see different elements, but it's so insanely imaginative. Like, the entire being in the queue and leading up to quote unquote the ride is all part of the experience like yeah. it's more of an experience versus just a, a ride and that's one of those attractions where you're like this got thought up and executed like that's insane that they did all this yeah and then you go to smugglers you're like so if you wrote that one first back like, smugglers run oh my gosh and you're gonna get over there and you're just like oh it's okay like <laughs> it, that's kind of how it is it's like it's weirdly enough you read everything about it and you're like holy crap I'm gonna pilot the million Falcon right. you are like, eh, okay. yeah. like it's okay like again it's not that it's terrible now granted if you have like an eight-year-old piloting it you could have a really bad time because yes. you hit everything and it shakes like crazy and they mock you when you get off about wrecking it and you're <laughs> yes, like really I do. didn't wreck it yeah it was this <laughs> kid, kid, kid over here that I don't even know but um <laughs> yeah I mean and for sure if you' got motion sickness issues, not the right for you because even with the patch jamie was just like i i need to take a minute oh yeah because it's it's a bit it's a bit much so well i think we both so we're both saying fix it yes
1: yeah Yeah. and i think in a very specific way
0: (laughs) yeah i mean there's no there's no reason to burn this thing down I mean, you have the millennium falcon like all these other aspects to it it's just some small tweaks but see my general thing would be small tweaks about galaxy's edge like Give me Vader. I know. Like have Vader walking around. Like, ah, like I'd be, be so... okay with it.
1: I'd be okay if I rode Rise of the Resistance and saw Kylo, and then I walked out and went over to you know kind of that First Order area and and Vader was there. I'd be. I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna be like no. wait a second. This doesn't belong in the same time period. This was. I wouldn't like. I would just day. be like, this is awesome. I just saw I mean, two villains, and then give me Darth Maul on top of a one of the buildings fighting someone or whatever i don't care like
0: i'll take all that right i'm
1: okay with that i'm fine
0: with that think about that like you got like yeah you can have duels in there like oh man
1: yeah Yeah. that would be so cool
0: that would be cool uh all right i'm gonna look over here in clip 32 comments see what we've got here um sarah said i think the queue is absolutely the best part of the ride Mm -hmm. it's definitely the you can make an argument it's the coolest part about it yeah the attention uh, to detail said, is
1: so great in the queue. I love yeah, the attention to detail.
0: For sure. Uh, Kat said, I just wish the ride would change from time to time. Yep. Yes. Uh, Jess said, I hope they keep it as one party per ride going forward. That would help. I doubt they will, because uh, if you're talking full capacity, eventually yeah. th- this ride would be like four-hour wait constantly. Yeah, so. I wish. Uh, Mana said, I think the gunner position is the biggest bummer, since it's nothing like what we saw in the movies. Could have been so much cooler if they figured out a better way to do that. Yeah, they need that. Like, I agree. Switching. I think. That, I, I think making each position as interestingly as interesting as being the pilot would be a yeah. good start. Yeah, like having the gunner where they've got the thing and you you can swivel the whole thing around and oh, shoot. That's so cool. I would be like, yeah, I want to be the gunner. Like, yeah. That would be awesome. But it's like the pilot is the most interactive, yeah. and it, engineer. I mean, for the most part, you're just kind of you just smashing buttons. buttons back there. Yep. Uh, Sarah said. Uh, the only way we've done it since we were there just a couple weeks ago i can't imagine riding with strangers mm-hmm. well i can't because i've done it before right. it's not the best but um cat said i hate being pilot <laughs> there's a lot of pressure being pilot it's so and it's very true so jess said we've fun. lucked out and only been pilots with strangers but i feel bad when there's a six-year-old behind me how much are they going to be able to see
1: yeah that's yeah. true. And it's
0: hard to say it's like I almost think if they're going to do it that way, there should be like a, a line that where kids can be the pilot. Like they separate that off. Cause that's yeah. just a bad experience for other people that have to be in there when the six year old is a pilot Yeah, or whatever. And, but I can't even get mad at the kid. Like he wants to be the pilot. Like I, oh, of it. Course. Like, I would, I would too. But. Yeah. Um, can't okay, see Sarah said pilot was fun, but I should definitely never pilot a real ship. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah, not for me. Um, <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Kat said, I wasn't the worst one ever. I rode with one person who didn't speak or understand English. That <laughs> was way worse than me. Yeah, that's true. You could have those. Yeah, yeah
1: well, Ron, I mean, Rhonda and I did single rider both one time. And I got on a ship. It was a family of five. And I think only one of them understood that they were supposed to, it, that it was interactive. Yeah. And the uh, And I was an engineer, and the other four just sat there the whole time they were so happy they're like looking ahead laughing every time they'd mm-hmm. crash into a wall they'd bust out laughing and i'm like no no this isn't how this is supposed to go like get up let please me in touch up bu- like <laughs> buttons are flashing in your face like don't you think you should press them please and i remember well, getting off and Rhonda had the same experience we both walked off almost one after the other and looked at each other and we were like oh that was awful
0: well and i guess in those people's defense they don't explain that to you when you. no write. they really don't that's true they they kind of go in and they just expect you to be like, okay, you're gonna be doing all right, this stuff, right. and yeah, for f- most people that I think are, are, especially locals and people that know Star Wars, like it's easy to catch. Of a certain age, I'll say it's easy for you to catch on. Yeah. Oh, I do this thing and this happens. Versus a lot of people are used to getting on a ride and you just sit there and you're on the ride. Like right. you're not like when you ride Soarin, you're not like controlling which way Soarin goes and right. pushing anything. You're just like, hey, I'm soaring above the world here and there's a crooked Eiffel Tower. Okay, hey. Yeah. So I kind of get that where you may not be expecting to be like, oh, I'm supposed to do something on this. But even
1: even mission space, even though it doesn't matter, it says like navigator, press the so and so button, you know, pilot, pull back on the the joystick. Like it actually says it to you, even though it doesn't matter. It'd be nice maybe if they did a little bit of a little bit of that.
0: I feel like it maybe the explainer or the people when they put you on there could be like okay, pilots here, left and right, gunner yeah. this, kind of that, like explaining it a little bit to you would would help. But yeah, they just get on there and just like, all right, guys, you're on the ship, let's go. Like they don't really give you any sort of like explanation. So yeah, I, especially when you're talking about international people and the language barrier. Yes, I, I could kind of see there being a, a disconnect there. So, I mean, many, it,
1: yeah, many people it takes a minute or two to realize that up is down and down is up. You know, right. I mean, that that takes some time often for a brain like we got a new Chromebook for Lacey for school. And the default is up is down, down is up on the trackpad. Like if you're scrolling.
0: Yeah. And I
1: it was just freaking me out. So I found the setting where I could do the way I'm used to. But it was it's like a big learning curve for a moment when that's not what you're used to yeah. in general. Normally up is up, down is down. I'm yeah. not a pilot. I don't I'm not flying regularly. I don't automatically know that. So tell me that or explain that to me.
0: Right, yeah. Or give you the choice and say would you rather have it mm-hmm. a certain way? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean, like you can do that, but yeah. Now I agree there's some little things and uh, you know, I fully expect now Disney will take this information uh, and then they'll revamp the ride and we'll never get credit, but nope. we will we'll just know. We'll just be like
1: yeah, we'll know.
0: You should be like Darth Vader's just riding with you. He's just like I'm that just hitching a cool. ride. Like no. Oh. Or okay.
1: when you or when you walk out at the end he's standing at the end of the hallway like that he would was be at the awesome. end of Rogue one that would be oh. sweet
0: which is by the way the best Vader oh. scene potentially the best Star Wars scene ever potentially one of the scene. best
1: villain scenes ever oh my I mean, gosh in Rogue sick. one the very end
0: if you don't if even if you don't want to see Rogue one for anything for that scene alone oh, man It's so, oh my gosh, it's so good.
1: I remember in the theater, I had no idea he was going to show. I mean, I knew when Rogue One took place. I didn't know it was literally going to butt up exactly to episode four. But it was like, whoa. And he showed up. Oh, that was the best ever.
0: Well, and now they can do all the CGI and the fighting stuff and movies. that got much better. They can literally, it's how Vader was supposed to be in the first ones. I mean, if they did Vader today, it would be even much more like, holy crap. This guy is like, like, that scene shows you how powerful he was. Yep. Which, again, is why I want him in the land. I know. It'd be so cool. Uh, Anyway, so... Well, I think it's all the comments. I think we solved uh, all of... All of the uh, world's problems. Yeah. Smugglers (laughs) Run's problems, they're all solved. Um, You know. Another problem we could solve very easily, Jeremy, is uh, your need for great coffee. Mm. And uh, that's that's a need a lot of people have. Uh, So if you are like, wow, I could use some greater coffee. These guys' take on Smuggler's Run has changed my life. Uh, you can go to, even if not, you can still go here. Go to com. You can use the promo code CTM15, and you'll save 15% off every single order that you place. Uh, we've They've got the new pumpkin spice that just came out. They've got a whole bunch of new blends. Uh, they've got teas, and they've got hot cocoa. They've got even coffee mugs. They've even got some new shirts as well, so... Tons of stuff to uh, set up your your morning or day, and uh, and they're, they're a great small business. They're they're a lot of stuff based after Disney. They do have some Harry Potter stuff as well. So if you're into, um, you know, Universal and Harry Potter, you can have coffee based off of that also. So again, um, it's it's our official it's our coffee of choice and on um, the on the network. I know Jeremy and I drink it. Uh, I have at least two or three cups a day. Yeah, at least. But I yeah. But anyways, but. Yeah, to go to com and use the promo code CTM15. So. All So, right, well, that'll do it for the show. Anything else you want to add before we go, Jeremy?
1: No, I think I'm all good.
0: All right, well, uh, if you want to join Club 32 again, go to CTMVIP.com. And uh, I know we've all got some upcoming trips, especially now with, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I'm still holding out some hope that there will be a Christmas party. It could happen. I think it will some format. Good. That would be yeah, nice. so, uh, but when we go, like when we went last week, live streams in the park. If you want to, know what it looks like, and so we're staying at resorts, show you around the rooms and, and the restaurants and things like that. So I did get go eat at Liberty Tree Tavern. Finally, mm, nice. Um, I didn't. We didn't live stream in there because it was always it was kind of quiet, and I was like, I don't want to be like the people. Yeah. We already have like the loud kids, and I'm like, eh, as, I don't want to be the people. With as loud hard kids. as it
1: was to live stream at restaurants before because it was so loud, it's now, now it's hard so because it's so quiet. Because I know. I, Rhonda's better. I can't get comfortable. Like, if people are around, I'm like, I want to move over this way and be further away from them because I feel weird. And so, yeah, yeah I, I totally get it because the restaurants are, which by the way, I love. I hate everything that's going on in the world right now. I love how quiet the Disney restaurants are now.
0: It's well, amazing. especially we went to sci-fi and sci-fi is normally oh, quiet yeah. and it was, there was no way we we're going to live stream there. I was like, yeah, it's like, a, you could hear like, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, but, um, but yeah, so we'll do all that stuff. So again, go to cteamvip.com and, uh, you can get all the extra content help us continue to grow the network and upgrade equipment and all that good stuff. So. All right, well, that'll do it for the show. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining. And uh, we will see you guys next week.
1: Peace.